I don't know. Makes me feel good for some reason. I think I've been wearing the same shirt for like three or four days. I, I, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> Dude, no judgment passed on this end. <laughs> Start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and apparently I'm very unfeng shui I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the community, Location Indie, all about the freedom, the travel, the lifestyle. You can learn more at locationindie.com. Uh, was that Heather, your wife, that told you that? You're unfeng shui. Did she actually use those words? I believe she said that this setup is not very feng shui. She used shui, which is always a fun thing to say. Either non-feng shui or unfeng shui. I'm not sure how she, she did it, but... Yeah, referring to your office, and um, which is kind of a a, a pretty big insult because you guys lived in Japan for like two or three years, right? I mean, you I, think you'd have I, this feng shui thing down by now? I, you would think I'd have this feng shui thing down. I just like the way that I I was moving stuff around yesterday. Everything's on wheels or most stuff. I was moving it around. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, like this setup had a few options. The one that I like the best because it gave me the most room to like move around in my seat and things like that. Uh, she was like. Ew, she walked in, she goes, ew, you're not keeping it like that, are you? <laughs> because like everything's kind of over in one corner and then there's a big open section, which I like. Um, and actually laid on the floor last night after I moved around. I was like, oh, there's a big open section. I'm just going to lay on the floor. And she was like, this is so unfeng shui. <laughs> but well, I shouldn't complain because I, I, well, I'm not complaining, but I mean, I have an office and that's a. That's a hard thing to come by in Norway, so... Apparently, yeah. I uh, I have an office. It's... it's uh, Well, it's in my bedroom. Um, we have a two-bedroom apartment, and my daughter sleeps in the other room. And, uh, yeah. my I'll tell you what my office is really quickly, if anybody's curious. Uh, it's... I went to the section in Ikea. By the way, if you go to Ikea in Scandinavia, that's like... That is like almost like a tourist a attraction, pinnacle, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. And um, they have this section of Ikea. They might have it at all Ikeas. I don't know. Where, where they have like either things that have been returned or maybe they've been cast off for some reason. I don't know. And they're just like sitting in this area. And I found these two shelves uh, that there are bookshelves that are supposed to go on the wall. But instead, I put them on the floor as kind of like a stand. And my neighbor does woodworking. So he took me to his woodworking shop one day and he let me pick out a piece of wood to put on top of it. So I have this stand-up desk and that's what I'm rocking right now. Still almost looks like a temporary... Dude, I don't think I have like... I, I Sometimes I can't get my head around that I actually live somewhere because I was like kind of on the move for so long. You know, I'm like, wait a minute. Even though I'm like doing the expat thing and I'm living in another country... I still live somewhere and it feels weird sometimes because like you're um, still setting stuff up temporarily. Like, yeah, like, oh, this is, this is a good desk like, for now. Type yeah. Thing. Yeah. Like unconsciously, I think everything is still kind of temp. I just didn't have permanent things for so long that I, I think in some way, I don't, this is not the subject of the show, by the way. I just, um, I'm starting to realize this. I'm having a little realization here. Like, am I unconsciously still traveling? 
do you do you have <laughs> you know? a bed or are you sleeping on an air mattress? Because uh, that... we're sleeping on a bed, but if you okay. look around, we don't have anything on the walls yet, and we've been living here for like two years. Interesting, so interesting. It's... When you were when you were talking about the woodworking thing, I remember we talked about resolutions in a previous podcast, and one of your resolutions or things that you want to do in 2017, oh, I remember man. you said you wanted to become a, a master Japanese woodworker. woodworker, or like you wanted to be a master, you wanted to start woodworking. So I still haven't that... done it. Okay. Um, it probably... I still only played the harmonica you gave me once. So well, I guess I'll tell you what, it's, it's because... Well, I shouldn't make excuses because I'm not going to, but any any type of, like, the reason why I was interested is because m- my buddy does have that woodworking shop, so I thought maybe at some point I would start working with him and learn these skills, but I haven't actually had the time or taken the time to do it because I've been focusing on learning Norwegian and other things, but I think what happens is with a hobby like that, unless I know somebody that's doing like, I wouldn't even put that on the list because, again, the the, like, the wanderer in me, like, Anything that's going to involve owning too many things or getting into too much stuff is like, I can't handle it. You know what I mean? Like, I like the idea of like homebrewing, for example. Our buddy Matt does homebrewing. And like, it's something I've always been interested in because I, I am interested in the beer making process and everything like that. But I don't want to like buy the stuff and have to store it and own it because I don't like to own a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah, I, I've, I'm with you. Uh, I subconsciously, I think... I'm not doing things as well, even though we've lived here for two and a half years. Now the house is more set up. A lot of that's due to Heather, hence the rest of the house being feng shui um, and not not unfeng shui. But I, I put off like going to like meetups because I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not around that much. I'm traveling through. I'm like, no, I actually live here now. I haven't, you know, I've always wanted to join a basketball league and I keep thinking, well, I don't want to join it and then have to go away. And I'm like, what did you've been here? I mean, if you have to travel, you have to travel. No big deal. But I'm with you. It's it's that it's hard to get out of that mindset. And I'm not saying we should get out of that mindset either. But it, I guess subconsciously, we've both now come to the conclusion <laughs> in less than seven minutes that we've got some deep-seated issues here that revolve around <laughs> the fact know, that we are nomadic. I'm not saying issues in negatively. I mean, I guess deep-seated feelings or deep-seated thoughts around Sure, stuff. yeah. I mean, well, like you said, I mean, all the years on the road like made me a minimalist, and I, I do. I, we're both very choosy with what we bring into our lives in terms of like material things. And I think that's a good thing. Like, I like keeping things simple in, in that way. Um, I don't know. makes me feel good for some reason. I think I've been wearing the same shirt for like three or four days. I, I, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> Dude, no judgment passed on this end, because I mean... <laughs> anyway, I, we're not here to talk about dirty shirts or... Um, walls without art, which we really, I really need to get some stuff up in this bedroom. Anyway, we're here to talk about a topic and I put into the Location Indie community as part of Location Indie, we have like a, it's like a private social network. It's our um, mighty network. Put, and puts Facebook groups to shame. It yeah. really does. Well, it's we get, awesome. <laughs> yeah, we don't have, we don't have to see some of those things going on on Facebook, which is, it's, it's like, it's like a nice Zen space where we can just talk lifestyle, business, travel, and, and all this stuff. And it's such a positive place to go in. So anyway, I posted something in there yesterday. I said, Hey, Trav and I are going to be recording some location indie podcasts. Any topic recommendations? Got a bunch of comments and I wanted to pick one and riff. On and it. I don't know what you're picking. So this should be fun. You do know we got some great suggestions and ones we're going to have to cover maybe like in other shows like Mitco, for example. 
uh, asks us to rate our top underappreciated cities for remote workers, places that are great but not talked about often, which I think is an awesome idea. And we, I, we, I know Travis and I, like we do the Location Indie podcast. We want to make it spontaneous. We kind of riff on the fly. But for that, like we would have to sit down and make lists because we, we take it way too seriously, you know? Um, my number one is going to be my real number one, right? It's not just going to be what comes to my head. <laughs> right. I my number one's going to my number one's going to be some category that encompasses like five different places because that's what I do. Anyway, Crystal um, had a suggestion about logistical stuff, accounting, and business, and all that stuff, um, which is are great topics that we need to cover at some point. None of these we're doing no, at the no. moment. Tips on building a mobile what we're doing today. I'm teasing okay. out some potential um, some okay. potential episodes in the future. In the but future. anyway, Elizabeth had. Uh, a comment and she said the mind sh- the mindset shift necessary to become your own boss and sustain yourself through the transition and early rocky days that's the one we're doing yes okay i <laughs> just want to make sure before i started ripping that uh that you weren't continuing to tease out more and more I, I i like i like how she said by the way elizabeth the the rocky days continue but the early rocky days are a different animal I think. And um, I like the term Rocky, the early Rocky days. I haven't uh, used Rocky in a while. That's cool. I just like the way she phrased this. And um, it's like one sentence, but a huge topic, right? And I had some thoughts around this. And I, I kind of boil it down to to one thing. It's actually something I was writing about earlier today, because I'm trying to develop this writing habit. And this is why this is helpful, because it gets my thoughts out on on paper. And we can go deep on this topic, Trav, and you can tell me your thoughts. But to me, the ultimate tool for sustaining yourself through the transition and the early Rocky days and, and getting the mindset going in the right direction so you can achieve this location-dependent lifestyle has to do with reframing. The, the idea of reframing negative and unsupportive thoughts that come up. And I have a little bit of a process for this that I want to go into, but um, I just wanted to get your initial thoughts before I cover that trap. Cause maybe have you, you have something different that you're thinking and um, we can go with that too. Yeah, I definitely let's talk about reframing. I, I want to hear your thoughts on, on that. Um, my initial reaction is that a lot of times the mindset is going to be helped very, very much by the people that you're surrounding yourself with. So, that gets into that negative, getting rid of negative thoughts, but some, sometimes that's in your own head and sometimes that's from people around you. So I do think one of the first things that pops into my mind when I think, when I hear that of how to survive is putting yourself around other people who are trying to survive as well and also emulating people who have survived because it, it is possible. Um, if you haven't done something though, even if you want to do it, a lot of times you probably aren't sure if it really is possible. I mean, you've seen other people do it, yes, but you're not sure if it's possible for you. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. It's like, all right, they did it because, and then and then we'll get into the mind frame. And I think it comes back to that, Jay. It's like, you can always make reasons. They did it because they um, have a background in this, and that helps them. They did it because they had more money than they were starting out. They did it because they're from this background, or they had some, their parents 
support or they had a husband or a wife who was supportive or then maybe someone else says, well, they did it because they were single and young and had the energy to do it and didn't have kids. And, you know, like, so there's always ways that you can say other people were able to achieve this because of this. And I don't fall into that category. And, and that's a limiting belief. Like that is a a belief that is wrong. Sure. Some people are going to have advantages. Some people are going to have disadvantages. But the point is that if you're emulating people who have done it and then surrounding yourself with people who are also trying to achieve it and kind of stepping up the ladder, that's going to be huge because everyone, every single person I've ever talked to, Jay, shares this in common. When you're starting out and when you and when you are beginning, every single person has had a rocky day. And I mean, honestly, probably a lot of them, but every single person has had a point where they thought, oh man, this is just way too hard. And I'm going to give up. I've never spoke to one person like, hey, I tried this. It worked. Everything was fine. And it was all good from the beginning. And I never even had to doubt it or struggle at all. That just doesn't happen. No, I mean, this is the unfiltered, no holds barred looked, right? And um, and that's why we never shy away from what you were talking about there as you were sharing some of the things that might be limiting Pon- beliefs. Pontificating. Pontificating on those limiting beliefs was essentially a list of excuses, right? And this is why I say reframing because even though getting around other people doing it is so key you might not even get to the point mentally where you feel like you're worthy enough to join a community like location in your whatever to get around those other people. Because I think there, uh, uh, there can be at certain points and maybe even earlier on, like at some point you have to do some work within, you know, you have the community aspect, which we talk about, but you do need to do some inner work. I think in order to get it, you don't have to, but then it's going to be much more challenging. And that's why I'm a huge fan of, of going through this exercise of reframing. And I want to share a little bit about how I've done it and why I think it works so well. And I think one thing that people can do early in the journey, where there's a lot of self-talk, right, Trav? Like we're always talking to ourselves internally. What is that dialogue? It's basically a story we're telling ourselves and we can control what the self-talk is, right? But in order to control it, we have to like first become aware of what it is, right? So how do we become aware of it? Well, we just start paying attention to what our self-talk is. That sounds so simple, but it's really easy to kind of go about your day and like either make excuses or naysay and do these things. And they're like patterns. There's like these mental loops that go on because we all, we all get into them and you just can be in it without even realizing that it's happening in a way. It just can be self-defeating before you even get going, right? So one of the things that I've done in the past around different things, like whether it's, um, you know, wanting to change my attitude towards um, financial things and money or other things is to just start taking some days or a week or whatever, or putting a cap on it, you know, maybe it's like a series of days, three days, four days, a week, whatever, and just starting to pay attention to like what's going on in your head, right? Because now you're generating an awareness of what are the things that you're saying to yourself that aren't aligned with the things you want to do? So if you want to be location independent and you're telling yourself, um, you know, you can't quit your job because you need the health insurance for your family and your kids. Well, that's true. 
but there's excuses and then there's challenges, right? Is that an excuse or is it a challenge? Can you reframe it into more of a challenge because other people are doing this? And I'm not, I'm not belittling like the journey or any of the things that have to be done because there are big challenges to overcome, certainly, and they're not easy. But what I'm saying is this is a start. Having an awareness of around what is going on in your head, then writing those things down like on a piece of paper and saying, okay, these are the thoughts that are not supporting this journey that I would, this goal that I want to have of being location independent. And then taking those and taking some days and rewriting those scripts. So in your head, when this particular thing comes up, you've spent time to become aware of them. Now you can say, oh, okay, I'm thinking about that thing. And now I've written it this way and I've reframed this. So this isn't going to be an excuse anymore. This is a challenge I need to overcome. Or this is, a, this is the way I'm going to think about this now going forward because this line of thought, this mindset's more supportive with my goal. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly what Elizabeth is referring to here. If she's talking about... Um, there are so many mindset shifts that need to take place, right? From like money to time. But I think like if I was going to pick one thing that can be a very powerful strategy, it would be reframing negative thoughts that don't support your goals and turning them into positive things because it makes you aware of what's going on in your head. And then it allows you to replace those things with positive things that will support you on, on your, on your mission essentially. Yeah. And I think, I think the, there's so many different things that are going to come up when you go from so many. working for someone else or working for a company to then working for yourself that are that are going some of those you're going to think about in the beginning like you're going to know this is going to happen okay well i you know the big one of course is now i'm relying on myself for making my own income right um you know obviously a huge obstacle that everyone has to get over at some point but there's a lot of things that are going to come up that you're not even going to be aware of when you first start, which is probably a good thing because if you're aware of everything that was going to be an issue or a struggle, you, you know, there, you'd be even more hesitant to get going and to get started. But I do think that another way, Jay, with the mindset, because it is, we're talking mindset, like it is all about mindset when it comes down to this. You know, the people who succeed are the ones who get out of their own, out of their own way out of their own mind and say, I'm just going to do it and it's going to work. And they're not, it's not, it doesn't even always have to be super positive, right? Like, like what I just said doesn't sound super positive. There's like, all right, it's going to work. I'm not saying like, oh, it's going to work and I'm going to change the world, but like, it's going to be okay. It's going to work and getting some, getting some perspective on it can also help. And so I think a lot of times putting in, Putting in times for reflection, and we've talked a lot about reflection recently, especially at the beginning of the year and things like that, but putting some time into re- in for reflection can also really, really help as well to, to give yourself some space to see how far you have come versus always just looking ahead and saying, but I'm not there yet, but I'm not there yet. You know, we all want to get further along than, than we are, but give yourself that time to to, to pat yourself on the back and say, I have done this and I have accomplished that. I think that's an important part throughout the whole journey, but especially in the beginning, because in the beginning, you're going to be shooting 
probably for someone who's 10 steps above you, because those are the people you know, and you hear on the podcast and you see on blogs, like the people who have already been wildly successful, and you know them because they are wildly successful. So if you're shooting for that, it's going to take a little while to get there. And so if you're, if you're measuring yourself up against them, you're going to fall short. So take the time to say, all right, but what about in the last month or two? Like, what have I accomplished that's totally different? And from what it was before. And I think uh, giving yourself some freedom to allow yourself to congratulate um, and and pat yourself on the back is really big. What you're saying is don't compare yourself to other people. It doesn't matter if it's who it is or what it is or what company or whatever. You let what you're doing stand on its own and you only reference your progress rather than stacking yourself up against somebody else that you're you know, whose company or work you admire or whatever. Um, not that you can't pinch like, you know, ideas like in terms of like, hey, that I see what they're doing. That works really well. I should incorporate something like that into my deal. Um, like we always talk about modeling as like, hey, you model successful businesses. You don't like copy them, but you take the essence of the things that they're doing well and infuse your own personality and make that part of your business. So um, yeah. I think realizing I, too, Jay, that there isn't a right and wrong answer a lot of times. This was huge for me. I always would get wrapped up when I was starting my own stuff in thinking, am I, like I would literally ask myself sometimes out loud, you know, this is how like front of mind it was. I would say it out loud, like, am I doing this right? Like, am I doing the right thing? And then I sat back and said, that is a question that's asked when you're used to working for someone else. When you're working for yourself, there's going to be a better way that you can do it, maybe, but you don't know that yet. So you asking yourself this idea of like, am I doing this right? A lot of times stems from us being used to someone saying, yes, you're doing that right. Yes, this is okay. Or no, this isn't. When you're working for yourself, right or wrong takes on a, a very different distinction. And I had to get to the point where I said, one of the reasons I'm starting my own company and not working for someone else is that I I don't I do want to do this on my own. So am I doing it right is more of am I doing this the way that I think is the best way at this moment and in a way that I feel confident in. And that then becomes the new right versus someone else telling you whether it's right. I love that, man. And um I as this is coming together, I see a list brewing. So I'm writing these down and we'll recap these right at the end. Um, the, Cause the next thing I think I'm going to bring up is remembering that anytime you do something new, whether it's starting a business or going to college for the first time or learning how to knit or whatever the case is, it's, it's hard. It's I hard like for a while. Through learning how to knit in there. That's it. Hey man, learning how to knit, you know, learning how to knit, learning I mean, how to woodwork. Learning it's, how to play the harmonica. You're developing a new skill and it really is all about the journey. And I think knowing that, hey, I'm on this journey now. I'm figuring out this lifestyle business stuff. You can't know everything right away, but you're doing it. And that's more than most people can say. You know, it's really easy to be on the sidelines. That's the easy choice. You're making the hard choice to follow your dreams. And that means you're on the journey. So appreciating that you're on the journey and also remembering that as you are on the journey, you're constantly developing new skills that you are going to be able to use 
5, 10, 15 years from now, you're building those skills in real time and they don't all happen all at once because it's like anything else. You start running your own business, you get better at business, just like you get better at knitting the longer you do it or any other thing. So it's just, it's it's hard to remember when there's a lot at stake with the, you know, you have to make an income and all this stuff. It's hard to remember like, hey, I can't just know everything. You know, I can't do the matrix thing where it plugs in and like, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a lifestyle business master, you know? I mean, mastery is, what does that even mean, right? So... Which brings me to another... uh, Finish your point, because I've got one... I've got another point as well. Go ahead. And I think this could be said for the mind... Anytime we talk about mindset, I think that this could apply, especially applies for people when they're first starting out and having those rocky days. And and we did a whole podcast about it. I don't know if you know what I'm going to say, but that is... F perfection. Like you can't you're as you said, Jay, what does being a master even mean? You know, you're not you're never gonna hit perfection. So why are you even worried about it when you're first starting? And I I understand that you will be, because we've been there and you you're always worried about it. But the more you can say I don't have to be perfect. And you can just kind of ingrain that in your head. I don't have to be perfect. I just have to get this done. And you want to do as good a job as possible. I'm not telling you just to throw anything out there and and do a crap job. But if you're listening to this, you're not going to do that anyway. That isn't your motivation, right? But, But you want to make sure that that perfectionism isn't stopping you from just doing something and getting it out there and trying and and learning from those mistakes and continuing to improve. Yeah, and I think uh, the last thing to round out this list, because we like odd numbers, and this would be the seventh thing on the list, is if you're struggling and you're really battling, as our buddy Heath in the community would call the gremlins, the internal gremlins, the gremlins in your head, um, take the focus off yourself. Remember the people you are serving, with your with your business or the things that you want to do in the world. And that's a really easy way to kind of get out of your own head, right? Because if you're providing a service, to, if you're if you have a business, you're probably providing some kind of service or product to somebody. And how is that helping them? And what happens if you don't go down that path? Like you're now depriving the world of your special gift or the thing that you have to offer that can help people in a certain way. And you know, in that way, like, hey, you got to go do this thing because like, if you don't get out there and doing it, you're not going to be able to help all these people that you can help with your own unique talents and abilities. And um, taking the focus off yourself, I think is a really powerful way to just, um, just kind of get out of your own head when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. And I think that the, the reason you're doing this, like we mentioned, is because you're looking, you realize that you're looking to set yourself up for the long haul, right? And this comes back to the idea of perspective. So I'm not going to throw another number out because we want an odd number, right? But the idea of perspective and saying, I'm doing this and it is going to be rocky. And that doesn't necessarily make it easier. And I, we'd be like lying and remiss if we said, oh, well, yeah, you just follow these things that we said. And like, even if it's rocky, you're not going to care. No, you're still going to care. You're still going to get upset. You're still going to struggle. That's, that is part of it. Remember this, the reason we're doing this show is to, to make people realize that if they are having these rocky times, that it's okay, that you are normal, that every single other person who has done it has gone through it. And hopefully we shed some light onto that. But 
there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And again, when you hit that light at the end of the tunnel, that doesn't it's even gonna mean be, you're not going to... No, it's more rocky times. They're just different. Right. You know, we're talking... Because Elizabeth's thing was about early on, and that can I know that can be a struggle. But, um, you know, one, the one thing I'll say, like, I, I guess, Chad, when you say the light at the end of the tunnel, the thing that kind of jumped to my head is things like... You know, once you start doing this, then you're developing, for example, a habit of taking action. And once you get used to kind of being uncomfortable with or being comfortable with being uncomfortable and things like that, that are struggles in the beginning, those things are less challenging than other things later, if that makes sense. Um, so think about the things you're challenged by now early on. If you're listening to this and you are early on, you've been, you're probably going through this, or if you've been through it, you know what we're talking about. Um, There'll be different challenges later, but those are unique, I think. And, and they come back, too, in different degrees. So Yeah, and just don't forget why you're doing it, right? Don't forget that you're doing it because you're fed up, you know, with the life that you might have. You're fed up with work. Like, there, you know, sometimes the rocky struggles when you're starting out feel so tough that it's easy to give up. But if you actually sat down, and I'm not, uh, I'm not, again, I'm not throwing a new number out here, but you listed like all the pros and cons of each side, you're going to find that the pros of building your own thing and being location independent and having your own business far outweigh the cons and that there's way more pros and less cons for that than there were for what your situation was. And that's why you found this podcast in the beginning. That's why some of you joined Location Indie. That's why Elizabeth is asking this question because she knows that they do. So, you know, just take some time to have some perspective, realize that you're doing it for a reason, and um, and that it is setting yourself up in the long haul to have a much better, fulfilled, more successful, more fun life. And I think that sometimes we forget it because we get so in the nitty gritty, Jay. And you and I talked about this the other day on a phone call, like we're so in the nitty gritty that we just, we forget about the fact that we're doing something we love and we're helping serve others and we're ultimately trying to make this place this world a better place for us and for other people yeah and it's scary i mean it's scary to, to go down this journey like i say you got to give yourself a pat on the back because you're doing something that most people aren't willing to do and right there that's that's amazing so i'll recap some of these with some bonus ones that trav added in uh, as the clock winds down one uh look at reframing some of those negative thoughts and ideas and thinking about how you can rewrite the scripts and becoming aware of those uh, those things going on in your head and, and replacing them with the things that are supportive with your goals. Chris crosses this out. I'll make this quick. Number two, um, avoid the comparison trap. Don't compare yourself to other people. Number three, there is no right or wrong, really. I love that one. Uh, number four, remember that you're developing new skills and those skills are going to benefit you for many, many years and they don't just come instantaneously. You have to earn them. Uh, number five, appreciate that you are on the journey itself. That's another sort of, like I was saying, the pat on the back, like, hey, you're doing it, rock on. Uh, number six, F, perfection. And number seven, take the focus off of yourself and focus on the other people you're serving. And then we got some bonuses here with, um, you know, having the gratitude attitude, I would say, is, is to summarize some of the things you said. And keeping in mind that a year from now, two years from now, where do you want to be? Where's that end goal? And, you know, is the alternative of not going on this journey worth it? Yeah. Um, and and realizing, I, I think, one that we we kind of glossed over because we talk about it all the time, but it's so true, is the support of others and the building a support system of people who are also going through that. Because 
every one of us has gone through it. So you're not alone. And if you feel alone, you need to make sure that you find people who can support you in this journey because it's very hard to get out of the rocky stages. Um, if you're if you're if you're trying to go at it alone, it's very 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 difficult. As someone who did do it alone for three years and really didn't see the, or two years and didn't see that much success until a big turning point was when Jay and I started doing more stuff together, and I started surrounding myself with other people who were doing it. That that really really that paid huge dividends. It's probably the most important thing I ever did. Absolutely. And it's just comforting when uh, you can go into the location of the community and see people discussing these things. And we've all been there at one time or we're there now, or we're all just helping each other out. It's a beautiful thing. So if you haven't checked out Location Indie yet, dig in the podcast, check it out, locationindie.com, I-N-D-I-E. And maybe we'll see you in the community one day. Either way, we appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to the show. And we'll see you next time. Chat soon. Cheers. Cheers.